0: Welcome to episode 17, 17 uh, of the Ben Briggs, I almost forgot them people, uh, of the Ben Briggs uh, podcast. Uh, it's Tuesday, Tuesday, July the 2nd, 2000, 2019, and uh, we've got another episode, I say we, it's just me sitting again in the flat, it's like, oh Jesus, 10 past 6. In the evening, again, leaving it till the last minute, people. I know I ought to take more time, more time out of my day to do this. But I had a busy day. So I'm sitting in the flat um, at the minute, coming right back at you through the airways. The flat is smelling today, um, smelling of vinegar. And I'll tell you why, people, because I, uh, I fell for one of these. Hey, man. One of these life hack things uh, that, that you see on the internet. 20 amazing life hacks that you can do and uh, make your life easier. It doesn't. I'll just uh, categorize that now. None of those things make your life easier. So um, I, saw, <laughs> I saw one of these fucking life hack things and I think, I thought to myself, like, all my taps in my flat were third up with shit because I live in a hard water area. And uh, if you put the hot tap on uh, and you need hot water, as we do as human beings, to wash, um, it all gets furred up. So I saw one of these things and I thought, that's a fucking good idea, that is. I'll use vinegar, it said. Use vinegar to break it down. And now it doesn't tell you that your entire flat will stink of fucking vinegar um, to get rid of the lime scale. That's it um and my whole entire flat now reeks like a fucking chip shop at the moment um a fish and chip shop uh that is for our uh, foreign listeners but uh yeah so um it works a fucking treat i'll give you i'll give it that it works a treat it gets it off i've done everything everything associated with hard water i've done and everything has a mild smell of vinegar about it right now. That sort of like vinegary smell, the sort of um, people who don't wear um, socks with trainers, that sort of vinegary smell it is, like in my flat. I know, it's it, it, it sounds horrendous. I know. And it smells horrendous at the moment. I've got all the windows open. Well, out the back anyway, not out the front because I don't want people walking by listening to somebody fucking ranting to themselves because the next minute you get the old knock on the door and the men with white coats come and fucking take you away (laughs) and you're just saying hey i'm trying to do a podcast yeah that's what they all say that's what they all say um so uh yeah my flat reeks of that at the minute but it has worked although it also doesn't tell you that one job inevitably will lead to another job so uh, by getting rid of all the lime scale from around my taps and everything uh now um, where the tap meets the actual sink basin or the um yeah yeah the sink bowl where the tap meets that bit because it was all furred up with um, uh shit lime scale um that is now uh there's no lime scale there So And the washers, uh, the rubber little seals have worn away on the sink and the bathroom uh, sink as well, on the kitchen sink and the bathroom sink. So now water is just pouring through there and coming out the bottom um, like every time I get water on the surface. So that's a fucking another job to do or I've got to do. And then you have to become an expert in plumbing, don't you? Because I'm too tight to get a plumber to come out to fix it. For a washer, which would be probably about 150 quid, just a call-out charge. Then you have to go online. You have to study essentially to be a, a plumber uh, by watching YouTube videos, and um, yeah, and then you have to uh, become a graduated plumber and then fix it yourself. That's it. So that's probably about six months training. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna have to go through. Um, just to fix something that was started with vinegar. Although saying that, my kettle is looking amazing at the minute. Every cup of tea I have at the minute has a slight hint. I ain't going to lie to you. It's got a slight hint of vinegar about it. But as soon as you get through that, you get through the slight... I'm so glad nobody ever comes around here. The only person who comes around here is my mum at the minute. That's that's the only person uh, who comes round. She'll have a cup of tea. Uh, a slightly vinegary tea. I've got some of that Yorkshire vinegary tea, Mum, just to see what it's like. That's what I said this week. It would take the lime scale off your teeth. Jesus, but um, yes. Yeah, so yeah, one job inevitably inevitably leads to another job, doesn't it? So uh, yeah. So that's my DIY section for the week. <laughs> Jesus, don't ever try those life hack things, though. They're all the same. It's just you know. Uh, the only reason I did that is because the normal limescale removers, I don't know what it what it is about this area in Northampton, but limescale seems to stick to everything. Um, the normal limescale removers like Viacow, um, that didn't do shit. Uh, every other bit of limescale remover I tried didn't do shit. But my kettle now is remarkably clean. I know. This is what you get, these little life hacks. Uh, but, uh, you have to live with the fact that, um, everything is going to taste slightly vinegary from now on, but they're all, uh, there's loads of these things on. Here's a easy life hack for this or whatever. I actually did use two of them because I tied, I filled plastic bags full of water and then tied them around the end of the taps. I know. And put my shower head in there as well. I've done everything people. Even that little bit around the rim of the toilet bowl, where you get the lime scale coming, forming there. I did that. I know I'm limescale free at the moment. I can't believe this, but you have to live with a slight smell of uh, that you've been living inside somebody's trainer for about uh, a month. But um, <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna have to do until the smell goes. So uh, I have been spraying a lot of. Um, A lot of uh, air freshener around, and trying to trying to nail it that way, and it's not having it at all. So uh, I'm just drinking a a nice uh, nice cup of uh, cup of tea with a slight hint of vinegar about it as well. But it's been quite a busy day today, so uh, I've got a gig tonight as well. I'm in Leamington Leamington Spa, uh, Leamington Spa tonight, Uh, Royal Leamington Spa. I don't know what that's all about. I don't know why they got the royal bit at the start. Uh, maybe they oppress the masses there. I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe, maybe that's why. People just walk around in crowns and shit like that. But uh, it's a royal spa town, um, which, I don't know, there's people walking around in fucking housecoats or um, dressing gowns, I imagine, and those free little slippers you get. But it's quite nice, actually, Leamington Spa. So, like, and the nicest thing about it as well is it's only forty-five minutes away from my house. It's about thirty miles away from my house. Sweet. So I'm not going to have the same thing I had last night, gigging in Ipswich, where I left the gig at about eleven o'clock and got back at about two o'clock in the morning. It was a fuck. Oh, fuck me, man. It was just um. Ah. Oh. The journey on the way home was just uh, just horrendous. There was like four road cancellations. Road cancellations. That's not right, is it? Road closures. There was four road closures on the way back, and they lull you into a false sense of security. They sent me on the diver, and then they closed that fucking road again. Afterwards, on the diver, so I had to go from two separate divers on one diver. Oh fucking hell, man! It was a nightmare. But uh yeah, I got back late, late, late last night. So I was planning on going to the gym this morning and I thought, fuck it, I'll get up early, I'll go about six o'clock, but that never happened. I woke up at ten. And then um just working through the carnage of last night's gig <laughs> mentally. Although uh it was actually a nice gig. There wasn't too many people there. Uh the old chestnut of should have been here last month. But um there were, yeah there wasn't many people there and I upset some lady uh but the rest of the audience were on side they were okay um I upset some lady and uh, she was just giving me daggers and she was right to the right hand side front of the um front of the gig as well and uh she was just giving me daggers because um because I'd upset somebody who was in a party or something basically I got sidetracked. I got sidetracked, I was talking to a couple, I was asking them, I, I don't know, it was right towards the end of the gig and I was asking them something, uh, and for some ha- reason we got down a route about, I don't know, fingering assholes or something like that, I know, it wasn't, it wasn't, um, it wasn't highbrow shit, you know, it wasn't like uh, we were, somebody had a view on religion or something like that, ha <laughs> ha. It was about, uh, you know, like we weren't debating of the meaning of life and what everything means and the most important thing out of life. Hey, man, I think it's all about love, man. And, uh, yeah, it wasn't all about that. It wasn't that sort of uh, thing that we were doing. Uh, it was it was talking about fingering assholes. Uh, that's what we... <laughs> Even the thought of it now... Ah, Jesus, it's making me laugh. Anyway, uh, so anyway, I was talking about that with this couple who were very engaged with the conversation and quite liking it. They wanted me to push on through, so to speak. Um, but, uh, yeah, and then, like, I turned... There was, uh, there was like, an old woman who was in the audience. She was about 80 or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't get her age. Um, and she was totally not engaged from the start. Sitting at the front, but just, like... Not even looking at the stage. You know, this is not happening in my life at the moment. But from the moment I got on there. Um, so I just like casually referred to her and asked um, and asked her to try and involve her a little bit. Um, and then somebody in her group got offended. That is. But, you know, and stood up. Uh, well, stood up and said, uh, that is disrespectful. Well, yes, of course it is. That's the funny that's the funny. That's what makes made it funny, like suggesting that whether you know asking an old woman in her eighties if she's ever encountered that sort of thing. You know that's where the you know everybody else was laughing. It's that juxtaposition between like an old, quite repressed old lady who you know didn't want to make eye contact or anything like that, and then asking her a question like that. That was you know that's where the humor lied. People. Uh, but, uh, yeah. So uh, this lady wasn't pleased anyway. Um, but then... And it got awkward. But she was laughing at other stuff. She was laughing at, like, different bits and bobs. Like, worse more... But that's the thing. People will get offended by one little thing when it's, you know, specifically applies to them or it's specifically somebody in their group. Getting, you know, offended on somebody else's behalf. And... Um, when it specifically applies to them. You know, she was laughing about other stuff. There was a bit about hitting kids or, like, you know, a plane crash bit that I did. Still doing that. Yes, I was last night. I had to pull that out of the bag last night. Um, But, uh, yeah. So, um, and, uh, but that was fine. Those things were fine. But when something specifically applied to an old lady in her group about having her asshole fingered, you know, that was too much. That was a digit too far. That was it then. You know, she had to make a point. That was the thing. So um so she uh she uh she was a little bit upset about that, but everybody else found it uh very amusing. The, because I just kept digging. <laughs> that was the worst thing. I just kept digging it. You know. And then at one point I think like the lady who was having a go at me started like um Biting her nail or something after talking about, like, uh, being disgusted about um, somebody uh, in a group having their asshole fingered. Uh, but uh, yeah, and then started biting her nail. So I obviously jumped on that as well. And um, yeah, much to, <laughs> much to her annoyance, but much to uh, it feels like bullying, but it wasn't. It was all in context. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say that anyway, are <laughs> I? I'm gonna say that anyway, but anyway yeah the the gig was nice. it was in an Ipswich, and I've never been to ipswich before um I must admit it felt it, it seemed a little bit rough there was uh I, I there was an awful lot of seagulls around. I don't know that that's that's it's either by the sea, it's not that far from the sea, I don't think, but like quite inland um I didn't know where it was it was either by the sea or by a very big landfill site. <laughs> <laughs> From the amount of seagulls and the general smell of the area. Um, but, yeah, it just seemed rough. Like the town centre, there was people hanging around, you know, a lot of hooded, hooded youths hanging around and uh, drunk people in the streets. Never a good sign. You're not going to get that tonight in a spa. Not unless they've got some sort of wine and cheese night on. <laughs> Two very different places, I think, Ipswich and Leamington Spa. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was a little bit rough, but it was, you know, no rougher than Northampton. It's like going in Northampton. Like, Northampton's sort of, like, pretty much, like, that sort of uh, that sort of environment as well. So I felt a little bit at home, but I still felt a little bit, you know, a little bit edgy. They were like, it was cunty like Northampton, but cunty in a way I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know the road names to uh, steer clear of. So I've got a gig tonight. I'm closing uh, a gig. I closed that last night, and I'm closing like a gig in Leamington Spa tonight. Um, so, uh, which I'm a little bit annoyed about as well, because it's the World Cup Women's, the female, female girl, Sucher, uh World Cup semi-final tonight against the US of A. So that starts at 8pm tonight, so um, I was hoping to catch that. So hopefully, because it's about 45 minutes away, uh, if I leave here about quarter past seven, I should be able to get to the gig at eight. The gig is in a pub, I believe. I believe it's in a pub, I'm not sure. So there might be a little corner where they can show that whilst the other acts are on, and on. I can just watch the watch the um, semi-final and see the lionesses. Take on the, uh, I don't know what the American, uh, the USA uh, female team is called, I don't know, the female senior women's USA team, I imagine. (laughs) We've got the lionesses. They've got the, uh, I don't know, the beavers. That would be amazing. That would be the ideal name, I imagine. There are beavers um but i yeah i don't know i don't think all all the teams um have little nicknames like that but uh we are we are we i say the the england uh, senior female um team are the lionesses usa uh, I've got to go for the beavers i imagine that would be amazing <laughs> Massively politically incorrect. Um, But it would be amazing for the USA female team to just come out and go, Go Beavers! Um, I don't know if any sports teams actually have that name. Have any sort of like double entendre names. I'm not sure. The Pussies. (laughs) That's Man United, I suppose. (laughs) I've got no idea. But uh, anyway, um, that's on at 8 o'clock tonight. So I was hoping to catch that. Um, That's two... Um, two uh, semi-finals. Um, for, you had the men's team last year and uh, the women's team this year uh, for England. So we're doing all right. So we're doing all right, and we've got a, a, to be honest, we've got a better chance of reaching the final than the men's team did last year. So um, hopefully uh, we can get through, and hopefully that'll be a good game because they've been playing some fucking great football, the old lionesses. Um and it's really I, I tell you what like i i can 't go on about it enough how much I have been into this uh women 's world cup, but not for them reasons, not for the reasons of war fucking yeah, look at that, not for that reason, but like the um the, the you can just see like how the investment has gone into like the national side and like the women's women 's football as a whole there's a bit more money being distributed um Around and you can see because the the, the quality of play has gone up. No, <laughs> like ten years ago, it was like watching you know a Sunday league game, the worst sort of like Sunday league game ever. When you you go out and you watch at a local park on a Sunday and it's notoriously bad. Sunday morning football, men's Sunday morning football is fucking horrendous. Ah, oh, I used to play years ago. I used to play uh, on a Saturday. And uh, I'd get paid like a little bit to play on a Saturday for a team. And then on a Sunday, I used to play centre-back. That's where I used to play. I used to play uh, centre-back and uh, on a Saturday. And I used to quite enjoy it. I used to play sort of like sweeper and it was good. And it was quite a good standard, sort of like amateur, sort of like, you know, you get a little bit of money. And um, then on a Sunday, I used to play centre-forward and just used a goal hang and just fucking rifle in the goals. <laughs> <laughs> Saturdays, I used to take serious. Sundays, I just used to, like, uh, just see how many goals I could score just to boost the old confidence. This was when I was about 18, 19. <laughs> Until I had one horrendous game. Uh, I think that was, a, that was a Saturday, actually. I was playing for a team on a Saturday. Uh, I think I was about 21, 22, something like that. And I, in the same game, I... Broke my nose in the first half, and then played on like a hero. And uh, after the bleeding had stopped, and uh, then in the second half, I dislocated my knee. So uh, that was it. At the time, I was working, and I had to take time off work. And I was like, "Fuck this! Why am I? Why am I getting injured like every time I play?" Um, and th- you know, Sundays and that's But I've seen some horrendous things. On a Sunday morning, just horrendous, like fights breaking out, fucking the worst. I saw somebody um, actually get kicked, like um, two footed kick in the chest when somebody had gone in for a two footed challenge at virtual head height <laughs> and just poleaxed a guy. Jesus. I've seen referees get punched. Yeah. People take it far too seriously on a Sunday morning. They're just like tubs of lard everyone's hung over because they've been out on a Saturday night and uh, they get up Sunday morning. They're hung over. They don't really want to be there. They're not really the best. There's some fucking great videos that you can check out on YouTube for English Sunday morning football. It is fucking amazing. Some of the... You know, people falling, running and falling over because they're either drunk or, or just people smoking on the pitch or drinking a lager. <laughs> it's fucking horrendous. But anyway, that's the sort of thing uh, the uh, women's football used to be, like not smoking on the pitch <laughs> uh, about 10 years ago. But like the quality of it now is fucking brilliant. Not quite as, obviously not as quick as the men's game. Um, but the quality of passing, um, the, the physical side of the game, they're not as dirty. They don't seem to dive as much as the men. They seem to be uh, more, more manned up than the actual men who are playing. You know, they, they very rarely you see them dive for a penalty or a free kick. You don't see them rolling all over the floor unless they're genuinely injured you know, dislocated a tit or something like that, That, that and they're going to get stretched off. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I definitely say check it out, man. Check it out, especially the semi-final tonight, even though this will probably be coming out at the same time as the semi-final. Uh, but, uh, yeah, definitely check that out. It's fucking amazing. Uh, anyway, so good old luck to the old Lionesses tonight. Uh so, what else we've got to talk about? What did I see this week? That um, was a fucking great story yesterday um, that I saw uh, that was on the news, like where the body uh, fell uh, o- over the flight path of uh, some airport or something like that and dropped in somebody's garden. <laughs> fucking hell. You hear about Jesus. You hear about uh, fucking... Uh, like them dropping the, uh, what is it? The ice coming out. Uh, like, I don't know whether that's true. Is that true or not? People can inform me. Do they still do that? You know, the toilet, do they still empty the toilets of planes and it comes out of ice? And then I can't see them doing that surely unless they're over the ocean or something. Uh, but yeah, somebody's, uh, a body fell out of a plane, um, not out of. They weren't one of the passengers, by the way. I think they were a stowaway or something. I think it's from Kenya, um, and the the plane was coming into land, and the landing gear came down, and um, yeah, uh, a body fell out and landed in somebody's fucking garden. <laughs> Jesus! Oh, they weren't having a barbecue at the time. Fuck hell. now, Jesus! So that happened. Uh, that happened. Yeah. Fuck me! I mean, Jesus. I imagine the guy was dead. The the guy had been dead for a long time in there, you know, because you're going to freeze to death. Like if you're caught in the um, caught in the landing gear, you're going to freeze to death up there, aren't you? You know, unless you go wrapped up. He's from Kenya as well. So I'm not casting any aspersions about um, the dress wear of Kenyans, but I, I imagine he wasn't dressed for uh, surviving at 30,000 feet, you know. Shorts and a T-shirt at best, maybe flip-flops. You know, they're not going to do you any good at that sort of temperature. Um, but, yeah, apparently, uh, yeah, as the, as the landing gear was coming down, their body dropped out and landed in somebody's fucking garden. Hello! <laughs> Welcome to England. Hey, you haven't got a job for me, have you? Uh, Jesus. So, um, yeah, it's a shame when you think about it, but fucking out. And apparently they've found sort of like in the... Um, in the uh, the bits where the wheels are, the landing gear bit. They they found like some extra clothing uh, and uh, some food and stuff like that. So the guy obviously planned it and planned to come over. But Jesus, I mean, the thought, the desperation of someone like that is sad, isn't it? The desperation of someone like that who's willing to, you know, put their life on the line, literally, who's planned that. And then ends up in somebody's garden in fucking Essex or something. Uh, Jesus. <laughs> fucking hell. Poor old boy. I take my hat off to you. That shows ambition. Me old fruit. I know you, you ain't going to hear this, but it shows ambition. Also, this week, there was a uh, story. Uh, another story as well. This fucking wound me up, people. I tell you. Uh, let's let's uh, get, get into the sense of entitlement behind this. Story is what wound me up the most. Uh, let's get it up here. Folkestone Mum furious after spending £100 trying to win teddies from Claw Machine at Camber Sands. Camber Sands is an area uh, by the coast, by the way. Um, yeah, you know those Claw Machines where the old Claw comes? The Claw! Wasn't that a Toy Story? That was Toy Story. I used to win those alien things. And uh, some woman spent 100 quid on there. Uh, this is a, a fucking wow me up because a sense of entitlement that she actually deserves something. Everybody knows those claw machines are fucking rigged, don't they? That's why you you get things like Nintendo, the last time I saw one of them, a Nintendo DS was in there. That's how old it is. Cheryl Holden, 34, said she's disappointed after spending the money trying to win toys for a five month old son, Ashton. She's got to get the old son in there, ain't she? A little bit of sympathy. I was doing it all for my five-month-old son. He doesn't know shit. He's five months old. He doesn't even remember the last time he shit his nappy, and that was like 20 minutes ago. Cheryl Holden said she spent around £40 to win this Dumbo plush toy from an arcade machine and spent another 60 without winning another teddy. Well, that's the way it goes. A folks to spent £100 trying to... Trying to win teddies from an arcade. Uh, believes the machines were set up to stop her claiming them for a child. Of course. Of course they are, you fucking idiot. Jesus. Last month, Cheryl was on a holiday at Canberra Sands. Yeah. <laughs> fucking awful. Canberra Sands Holiday Park in Rye. Of course they're going to rip you off at Camber Sands. Jesus. It's a fucking shithole. With a five-month-old son, Ashton. Partner and partner's family. She said the trip and the park were both lovely until they visited the amusement arcade. Oh my god, her life was ruined. Hoping to win a plush toy for Little Ashton, she began playing just buy him summer. Just buy him so you could have spent hundred quid on a fucking massive toy from the Disney store. She began playing on a four goes for one pound claw machine. Jesus, four goes. She had four hundred goes. Four goes for one pound. She had 400 goes. Who's looking after the kid while she was on this? Jesus. Sounds like she's got a fucking bit of a gambling addiction there. Four goes, for, four goes for a pound. She spent 100 quid. That's 400 goes. You know, after 200, you'd have thought to yourself, oh, maybe this machine's rigged even after 100. It can't just by the sheer weight of numbers. You'd have thought she'd get something Jesus uh, but said when she did not win anything after spending between thirty five and forty pounds complained to a staff member then there's an <laughs> there's another headline just popped up there the chatham pervert who dressed as a granny to prey on young women and girls Jesus <laughs> that's halfway through that story Jesus she said this staff member then opened the machine and changed the setting oh. After the change was made, Miss Holden said she put in another pound and won a Dumbo Teddy. Well, yeah, of course it's rigged, isn't it? Because they don't grip anything, do they? Jesus, it's like somebody, like, it's it's like having a stroke and trying to grab something, those machines. It's all fucking jerky, and the things just, they don't close properly, do they? Immediately afterwards, she said the staff member again readjusted the machine set Miss Holden, said she was glad to have finally won, but wanted a second toy for her child, you greedy bitch. So she put in, she'd spent 40 quid at that point, at the most, so she put in another 60 in one fuckle in a machine that she already knew that was rigged, and just seeing the guy put it back to its setting of being rigged, and she still put another 60 quid in. Fucking hell. That woman does not deserve money. Uh, I was not abusive or anything, she insisted. I raised my voice because I was angry, but I was trying to make it clear to other parents it's not possible to win a teddy and it's rigged. Come on, she must mention her son again somewhere. I have to spot in the manager. Come on, she must do. I phoned the manager, got his number. There, yeah, frustrate. Ah, here we go. Here's the guilt trip. Ah. There's always a guilt trip with the kids involved when they mention the kids. She said that she has been going to the park since she was a toddler, has always enjoyed her time there and still holds in high regard. But the amusements Teddy Trebles has left her bemused and frustrated for little Ashton. She said, my son is five months old, but if he was old enough, he would probably be upset. And <laughs> there we go. There's the guilt trip. And what better way to end this episode with that guilt trip <laughs> my son is five years old but he's uh but if he was old enough if he was old enough to be upset he would have probably been upset but the reality is he didn't give a fuck <laughs> <laughs> oh what a better way to end this episode anyway that's episode 17 done people uh this comes out every tuesday and saturday so subscribe if you want to. It's on Podbean, the Apple Podcasts, and uh, Spotify. They're the main ones. Anyway, I'll be back on Saturday. Up the lionesses. Come on, girls. You can do it tonight. And I'll be on back on Saturday. Have a good week, guys.